I've come up to Northfield Community Centre where this environment exhibition is taking place. And with me is Nick Marshall of Northfield and Willowbury Community Council who helped organise this event. So what's the idea behind it? We wanted to do an event to encourage people to learn about the Community Council and so we thought, well, what would be a good thing to do? And then at the same time, many of us have been thinking about climate change, about the terrible news about climate change and the knowledge that a lot of people are concerned about climate change but just don't know what to do. And we thought, well, how do you convert that 80% of the population that are concerned about climate change into people who are actually changing their lives and changing their attitudes and doing things actively to address the climate change crisis? So what kind of organisations have you invited to be here today? There are two, really. One is local organisations. The Community Council is here, other local organisations, and then environmental organisations, so particularly ones to do with climate change, Portobello Energy, Community Energy, and local groups like our one in uh, Duddingston, the Conservation Society, which is doing work on the habitats around the conservation area in Duddingston. So the idea is that not only is there information for the public to inform people and to enthuse them and to show them that things are going on and there are things that they can join in with, but also those groups don't know about each other often. And so they'll meet each other and talk to each other and, and work together hopefully in the future. And we've certainly found that working together makes a huge difference. We've now recently, the uh, Edinburgh Community Forum set up a network of green space groups in northeast Edinburgh and we found that to be really helpful. Maybe a dozen little green space groups, some of them bigger, some of them smaller, but they've all got resources that they've been able to share and people that they've been able to share volunteers and knowledge about things like fundraising and where to get equipment and stuff like that. And it's really been a great help. So, you know, my primary hope in this event is that we have lots of networking, networking between groups, but also networking of individuals that come in that are, to join the, the groups and the networks and to become active. Well, I think I should go around now and, and meet some of them, and I'll come back to you later on. Hello, I'm Mike Wignall. I'm the convener of Our Future Edinburgh. It's a charity that's been set up to help develop more community collaboration on climate issues across the city. So how's that working? Since we established early last year, got funding from the City Council to work with Edinburgh Voluntary Organisation Council on the creation of an Edinburgh Community Climate Forum. That work is now focused in on retrofitting because we see that as being a major priority for the city at this time. And so we are actively engaged with a number of different groups in promoting that, looking to, to get more actual action on the ground. That's of interest to my wife and myself because we live in a Georgian house. I know within that group there would be people who could, could well be of assistance to you in Portobello. Yep. And your colleague mentioned Action Porty as a, a centre point that you... Are you already involved with it? Action Porty are part of our network. We have a, a facilitation group that's been going now for a couple of months and we have got membership in there of Action Porty people.
So my name is Steve Cook. I'm the founder of Repair Cafe Edinburgh. And we're here at Willowbray to offer people the ability to get help with repairing their own gadgets, their own broken devices. So people can bring things here like kettles, toasters, laptops, and they can get some help from our volunteers to be able to take something apart, work out why it's broken, and hopefully get it fixed. And if it's not fixed, then at least it's a better understanding of why things break and how you might replace it in future with something which is more reliable. So this is the, the reuse, repair part of that trilogy? Absolutely, yes. This is much more of a circular economy where we try to keep things in use for longer. So encouraging repair, encouraging better, uh, more sustainable use of products. And repair is an important part of that because repair is what allows you to keep something working longer. So what's your own background? My trade is data engineering. That's only sort of tangentially related to this, but I've always been a tinkerer. I've always been interested in how things work. And as a kid, I was used to take things apart and driven by sort of curiosity. But being able to take things apart and then fix them is sort of the next evolution of that. And what we try to do here is to give people more confidence to be able to do those things themselves. And obviously, we have to do that in a way which is, which is safe. But understanding what's inside and how it works is more of a sort of educational process. I think most of us can take things apart. Putting it back together again is a, is a lot more difficult. Well, actually, you'd be surprised how difficult it is to take things apart sometimes. I mean, quite often, devices are not made to be repaired. And so when you try to repair it, you're sort of confronted with screws where you don't have a screwdriver that, that fits the type of screws. Things are glued together in a way which is really assembled but not disassemblable. Mobile phones. Yeah, mobile phones are particularly difficult because... There's a lot of use of glue and very small screws and very custom screws as well. So mobile phones is something which we tend not to do because it's particularly tricky. We don't have the parts, but there are repairers for mobile phones. There are independent repair shops. Obviously, if you've got an iPhone, you can take it to the Apple store. Independent repair shops might be a better choice for repair because you can get things actually repaired at a component level, whereas in the Apple store... I think many people are familiar with going in with something and being told, just buy a new one. So whereabouts is the cafe? The cafe pops up in community locations across Edinburgh. So this is our third event. First one was in Craig Miller, then we were in Collington. Next month, we're hoping to be in Leith or Meadowbank. And then after that, there'll be various other venues. So we're, we're looking to try to spread as much as possible across the whole city. So we're trying to be in regular locations throughout the year. And we have a website where people can see where the next event is going to be. I mean, we're always on the lookout for new venues and groups and events that we can be part of. Here in Willowbury today, we're part of a community climate event, which is great because that's very much aligned to what we're trying to do. And it's a sort of common purpose for, for all the participants. I'm Ewan uh, Campbell. I volunteer at the Edinburgh Tool Library. It's a, an organisation that allows people to um, hire sort of tools, garden tools and DIY tools. With their membership, they hire it for free, basically, over the weekend. And it means that they don't have to have the tools in their own home. They can just borrow them for the weekend, use them to fix things, run about the house or the garden, return them on the Monday. And it's for a fairly low fee, for an annual fee. They also can use the workshops so they can make their own things in the workshops in the back of the Portobello Library using the woodworking tools, wood turning. But the key thing today is you're encouraging people to bring in their own tools yeah. which may need a bit of shortening. Yes. 
we've write a sharpening service for anything with blades really, so kitchen knives, you know, garden shears, secateurs, loppers, that kind of thing. Makes them continue using the tools longer because they're sharp rather than blunt. I'm Pam Cravens and I'm a volunteer tool library. The sharpening aspect has been growing quite a bit through the last last year or so. We've sharpened probably at least three to four hundred tools at this point. And um, Dick, who's the head of the sharpening department, is getting better and better at it. And he can sharpen more and more items, shears and uh, hedge trimmers and some old saws, which is kind of a specialty. But mostly we're trying to help people keep the tools they have rather than go buy new. What we're really here for is to try to keep things out of landfills and keep the carbon footprint down. And so you don't have to keep buying more tools and use what you have. I'm Linda Hepburn and I have very recently become chair of Portobello Time Bank. What is the Portobello Time Bank? Well, I think in a nutshell, the Portobello Time Bank is about sharing skills, anything you can do through the community, in the community. So it's giving and taking, but there's no money involved. The currency is ours, so everybody is paid exactly the same for their time. It's not your time is worth more than my time. Totally equal. And some people think, oh, I'm too busy for it. I haven't got any skills, but everyone's got something they can offer. And most people have something they need at some point. And you can ask for things you need on the time bank and somebody will pop up and help you with your problem. Now you're here today at the Environment Fair. Is this an example of local organisations collaborating with each other? Absolutely. Portobello Time Bank collaborates with a number of other organisations and today we're here providing tea and coffee and home bakes to keep people fueled through this event. There's a lot of very nice looking home bakes. Yes, I think there's some good bakers around and yeah, just to help this important day go with the swing. And it's hardly surprising that I actually come across Hazel Darwin Clements, who is here with, by the look of it, an assortment of cargo bikes and related. Yeah, we were invited with Porty Community Energy just to showcase some of the bikes that we've got on offer for the cargo bike library, which is going till the end of October. We've still got an e-bike, we've got a tandem, and we've got a trike that you can try until the end of October. But I'm also talking about the community fridge and about our hot Kaylee and heat fair that's coming up on the 5th of November. So that's something to look out for. We've just had the flyers printed. The tickets are on sale for the Kaylee. The event in the afternoon is free. You don't need a ticket for that. But we'll be taking some of the events from the Willowbury Environment Fair and bringing them along to Portobello so you can see them in Belfield then. How much interest have you had this afternoon? It's been a real gentle trickle. There's lovely families have come along. They're really interested in the bikes and want to have a go. I've had several people who've never tried riding an e-bike before or taking their children on a bike and they've been really lovely so it's been it's been great. That just reminds me of what happened at the Bike Fest just a few months back. So, yes, it's, it's good to see so many people taking an interest in this form of travel. Absolutely. And, yeah, the Bike Fest was amazing and huge. It's nice to see the travel mixed in with lots of the other things that we have to do here. There's much more of a mix. Right, we're now coming to the end of this and I'm back with Nick Marshall. Nick, if you could sum up what you wanted people to take away from this event. You, you've mentioned you want them to, to join the Community Council, but it, it's wider than that. There is a message that you want them to take. Yeah, I think the message is that um, we all have a role and we all 
can do things and you know we might have a load of other things that we're doing in our lives that take all of our time but the fact is that whatever we do and however we do it we can do things to help the environment and address climate change and the most important thing is the first step is really learning about what can be done learning from other people learning from from uh, published sources and over the next 10 years our lives are going to change hugely and they're going to have to change hugely you know what whatever happens because the climate catastrophe is not going to go away and we're better to make the changes to our lifestyles earlier rather than later so that we can be prepared Nick Marshall, thank you very much indeed for that. That's a very positive message for people to take away with them. That's it for this week. Just a reminder that if you have any ideas for the Porty Podcast, then you can get in touch with us via social media or by email to theportypodcast at gmail.com. So that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.